Warning. The following podcast may contain top-class footballing debate and five lads who are absolutely hilarious. Sitting back, relaxing and cracking open a cold one are all strongly advised. We are 4M1T. Should be an improvement. He went every day last week. It made me worse. Chibba Chibba Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be one of the most random songs that's still around today. Who was it that sang it? Was it the... Who sang the Hall of Fame song? Was it Scripps, wasn't it? Scripps. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. The fucking Scripps. They fell off the earth, didn't they? No, I did off them for ages now. No, probably for a wasn't, good reason. Wasn't one of them on The Voice? Like a, a judge on The Voice? Yeah. I... I I don't watch TV, boys, so I cannot comment on that. Well, if he was, happy days. Uh, good evening, anyone who is watching, listening on Spotify. If you're watching live on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, and Twitter, we are for m one t Very glad to have you all. Sorry this stream is a day late. We just had a lot on on the Monday, didn't we, boys? Yeah. Unfortunately so, as is life. As, as is modern life. We, we were fine during COVID times. We should have done all these live streams during the COVID because we had <laughs> fuck all along with this. Yeah. yeah. How we, was, haven't, um, we haven't failed the nation. We're still getting one up this week. So we're, we've not failed the nation. I love, I love how you said that <laughs> as, if, as if there's millions tuning in each week. One day. One day. <laughs> it's no. like the, the old like rock promos in it from WWE. For the millions and millions. <laughs> How was everyone's weekend, boys? I believe uh, you two had a nice little romantic getaway, didn't you, fellas? Well, me and Lee went away, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> With our partners. It, it wasn't just me and Lee having a nice romantic one, even though it was romantic in the heart. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was good. We may, we may have had a little drinky poos. Little, just, just a little, <laughs> just a little. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've had to uh, work incredibly hard tonight, tonight and last night in the gym to try and burn some of that off. That's not being what we like me. to hear. How about uh, you, Dale? How was your weekend, mate? Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was all right, same old, same old, but um, the weather was there this weekend for once, oh, so you know, always makes the uh, the cold ones. Tastes that little bit sweeter, doesn't it? So yeah. Any uh, any improvement on the old uh, handicap at golf? If if you can improve the handicap, I have no idea. Let's not let's not let's just not mention golf. <laughs> Should be an improvement. He went every day last week. It made me worse. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal, right, lads? I want to kick us off tonight with a more positive note than what we kicked off last week because last week was an absolute. Um, fucking shit show in the footballing world and in about three days everything's fixed itself again uh super league has gone Woo. normal yeah normal order yeah. resumed great stuff. and we've been treated this morning to oh yesterday morning to the hall of fame now i'm gonna before we because i've set you boys a challenge today of we've got two already in alan shearer and thierry Henry, and i set the boys a challenge of think of three more deserved members to this premier league hall of fame I want anyone to tell me, though, 
why? Like, is it going to be a building? Is this just a fucking award that they're getting? Like, does anyone know anything about this Hall of Fame? No, it's it's one it of those sort of token gesture things, isn't it? I mm. think. But other than that, it's just going to be a nice... The, each player they'll get in it will probably have their own nice little... They Well, I've seen that Henri and Shearer both received like a shirt, like a special edition shirt with a name on it and like a little trophy yeah. thing, I think. Um, so other than that, I think it's quite nice for them. Um, for us, does it really mean anything? Yeah. We've yeah. always felt like they were legends anyway. Every single one yeah. that's on the short list, it, it makes no difference to us yeah. at all. It must be nice for them though. I, yeah. you know, it's nice that they get the recognition, but I'm Fairly certain they already knew that they were, yeah, in a way, Hall of Famers. How 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 have they come how have they come up with the with the shortlist for starters? You know, a twenty three man shortlist. I mean, you know, looking at the players, I think bar John Terry, I think most of them, if not you know, Terry, might actually be. But you know, they've been retired for what, at least what five years or so. Mm. Is that is that the is that the cut off? Is that the line five years? But again. Um, as uh, a comment just come through there, Giggs he's not even got a mention. Uh, yeah, Rooney, yeah. Have, I know Rooney's only just, I think he's not long retired, has he? Um, but uh, yeah, I'd like to know why they, they come up with this sort of short list. Yeah, I think first of all, anyway, but yeah, Rooney's got to be in there. Rooney, the Ro- Rooney will be, I think he's just like you said, he's just his retirement has only just happened. It was the same with Aguero, like Aguero yeah, yeah. should be in a few years, will be a sure fire candidate. He's only just leaving the Premier League now. But it's like the um, the WWE has one. They have a Hall of Fame ceremony every year. And, like, yeah, it's a good celebration and, like, it's good to recognise. But there's no actual building. There's nothing that you can go. Like, if they integrated it into the Football Museum mm-hmm. up in Manchester, now, I think mm-hmm. that'd be really cool. I think that'd be a really cool, like, Hall of Fame building where you just go through all these Premier League legends. That's probably a really good idea to do. I think they but probably from- will do that. Yeah, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. You'd hope so. Uh, in terms of gigs are getting on it, it's fucking based on it. It should be based on their football alone. It feels like they've not included him because of his personal life, and I think that that's a joke because it's the football in Hall of Fame, not the shagging Imogen Thomas or your brother's wife Hall of Fame, in which he'd probably get a nomination anyway because he's the king of that. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I just think that it's unfair on him because given the amount of goals and games. And trophies is one it's an absolute farce that he's not in there you will I it, be eventually. i know i know it's the other end of the spectrum but would oj simpson get into the nfl hall of fame he should do <laughs> fucking hell cancel <laughs> purely on his sporting you know what he's done his honors and everything you know if he was as good as as what people made out i don't know i never watched him but <laughs> he was you know, Os- oscar pistorius Brilliant at running, absolutely brilliant at running. Also good at killing his wife. So, <laughs> and on that note, I'm going bye. Wow, we started strong, boys. We started strong. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I personally don't. I personally, I'm fine with Gigsy while these allegations are in the air. Anyway, um, it was something I wanted to talk on just brushly, like briefly. But with him not managing Wales, obviously they've not sacked him yet because everything that's going on, you can't sack him without reason. Uh, if he gets proven guilty, then fair enough. Like, I think he's, he, he will get the sack. But for now, he's just, like, on leave, isn't he? But 
We're going to bring... <laughs> I'll leave you, Josh. You're unreal. <laughs> um, no, I've, had a, I've had a long day at work. Forgive me. <laughs> anyone watching, I want you to get involved in the conversation as well. Um, drop us a comment on whatever you are watching us on, where, who you would put in. So we've I've asked the boys here today for three more nominations for the Premier League Hall of Fame. Dale, I'm going to come to you first, mate. I think we'll just do oh. it as a we'll do it, we'll do it as a roundtable as free rather than doing yeah. your one one on one. So, if you will, please, mate. Players and justifications. Oh, I tell you what, mate. This was tough to pick three out of this. Was tough. Um, so we've already got Shearer and Henri in there. Mm-hmm. Clusters, what two strikers forward? So I've kind of tried to deviate from the front line um with these selections um my so my first one um would be uh, a midfielder frank lampard for me the uh well for me the the, well highest scoring midfielder in the premier league's sort of history 177 goals um to go along with 102 assists is absolutely ridiculous um i mean I, i i Saw a stat there. He's ten consecutive seasons in double-digit goals for a midfielder. He's absolutely phenomenal, um, you know. And to go along with three league titles and a player of the season award, what more? What more? He's numerous FA, you know, FA Cup, Champions League, whatever. You know, it's he's he's done. He's done the job in the Premier League in my eyes. So he's he's he thoroughly deserves his name in there. Um, second, I've gone for a defender in Rio. Uh, six titles in 12 seasons at United. Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> Enough said. And for a guy that costs 30 million, absolute bargain at the end of that end of his career for us. You know, he's absolutely legend at the club. Mm. Um, you know, he was. He probably wasn't your typical centre back at the time. You look at the you look at the the partnership he had with Vidic. He was a, sort of the more no nonsense sort of defender. You know, loved the tackle, a bit more physical and stuff. Whereas Ferdinand was kind of like the complete opposite in a way. Um, he liked coming out with the ball, a bit more technical, um, which obviously complemented each other well there. But yeah, six titles in twelve seasons, Ferdinand easily goes in there for me. Um and the only keeper in the in the in the nominees, Schmeichel. Mm-hmm. Um I thought was a you know, I thought I, I, I thought Czech might have been in there as well. Maybe David Seaman possibly, you know, for what he did as well at Arsenal, but Schmeichel's only there um keeper wise. So again, five titles, absolutely instrumental in the nineties for United. Um and the only play only keeper. To win player of the season, it shows you how good he was, in my eyes. Um, so yeah, that was that was my three. Uh, but again, it was, it was that, that was tough. Andy Cole came close to getting in there, but again, because mm-hmm. we already had Henri and Shearer sort of in there, sort of two strikers, two forwards. I thought I'd, I'd just sort of deviate away from from that sort of area of the pitch. <laughs> nice, I like it. I like it a lot. So, who's wanting next then? So, I um, it, it was really hard, obviously, to um, 
to pick out and, and just to ask are we do we have to pick this from the actual shortlist because i'd chosen mine before the shortlist was announced yeah, I, think so I, be, I think it'd be interesting if you just go based on what you think mate yeah, rather than i've what i've not gone off the shortlist i've gone off my right. own thoughts okay so obviously share and Omri, I'd have chosen sharing myself because you know that I love him. Um, but one of my first picks, I think, and some people might be quite unhappy with this, um, was Vincent Company. Now, love that. The reason that I, <laughs> the reason that I chose Company was because I went wanted to go for, and we're talking about the five inductees here. First five inductees. We're not talking about the only five people that are ever going to be inducted into uh, into the Hall of Fame. So you need to keep that in mind, um, that just because I don't mention people like Ferdinand or Vidic or Gerard, etc., doesn't mean that they probably don't deserve a place. I'm just saying who the, the, the five are. And the reason company is because that Manchester City team that he was one of the central figures of and the captain, um, they won like the domestic quadruple they also won the league with 100 points um they so they they've won the won the league with the highest number of points ever he scored that winning goal against leicester to uh, basically deny uh, liverpool who were hot on their heels that year which was amazing um and he basically encapsulated probably one of the best premier league sides that we've ever seen so for him to have been the captain and so of of their most successful period, um, I think just warrants a position. I thought we had to pick a Manchester City player for for their dominance over the past sort of six seven years, um, and I, I thought well it has to be company. He was a captain for the for the majority of it, and who came in, so he was one. The next one um, for me is a, a no brainer, and obviously. You would expect me as a United fan to pick Skulls. Um, I've already said I'm not picking Gerard, uh, but I actually went for Frank Lampard um, because, I mean, his goal-scoring record as a midfielder speaks for itself. He was also part of one of the most dominant uh, Chelsea teams um, in the league that's ever been. Uh, and he was a focal point of um, possibly the greatest, if not one of the greatest Premier League sides we've seen as well. So kind of the same sort of thinking as uh, why I ended up chose, choosing Vincent Company. He was an all-round leader. Uh, he scored the goal that wasn't given as a goal for England. Uh, I know it's this is Premier League we're talking about, but as to give you like a focal point of, of how good he was uh, as a player, I just think that um, it, it was unquestionable, really. And then my final uh, pick to make up the five, um, now I'm going to say him anyway, purely because I was I found out the reason why he's not been shortlisted today. But I'm going to say him anyway, just to just to get him because I put him in there. But Petr Cech. Now the reason that he's not been been shortlisted uh, is because he re-signed as an actual Chelsea squad player this year. So oh, next yeah, year okay. he'll be eligible. But uh, this year he's not because he is still technically a player. So um, putting that aside, and if they hadn't decided to do that, um, when when it becomes available, I think it has to be Petr Cech again, um, probably one of the, the all-time great goalkeepers that we'd seen um, in the Premier League. And it was a hard one because 
there's not a single Manchester United player in that in that list, which was again tough. It was either Schmeichel or Czech, but I feel like based on the, the previous discussions and, and probably Schmeichel would sneak in actually now that Czech's technically ineligible for me. Uh, but notable mentions were uh, for me Rooney. Rooney had to be considered. Um, Czech, of course, and then you look at possibly David Beckham just for everything that he did for United as well through the time. Skulls, those class of 92 players. Um, So yeah, uh, it was a tough one to try and pick. Well, we're effectively picking three players, aren't we, to make up the rest of the top five because two of them have been done for us. Um, I actually think there was a strong case for Rooney to be there ahead of Henri. Um, but that's a whole other argument for a whole other day. So yeah, that was that was my uh, top five, and the reason that I was a bit scrimping on United players was because I wanted to get company in. Like they've they've been class. Lampard speaks for himself as a midfielder. We don't want to have all attackers or strikers in there. Same reason I chose Czech as well. I think if you want the top five to be almost like a snapshot of the Premier League over the last well, 20, 28 years, 29 years. Um, I wanted to make sure we had most of the positions sort of defensive attack midfield covered. So uh, that's why I, I chose what I did. So, yeah, I hope that makes sense. Nice, mate. I like it. I'm going to be sorry, John. I'm going to jump in now because I went in the opposite direction of you, Lee, and I wasn't asked about positional coverage. Right. Um, for me, I've gone with players that I just genuinely think deserve it. I'm going to go controversial here. I would have taken Henri out. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. think Henri is a second choice as far as I'm concerned. Um, Why do second... you think he was chosen there then? It's a weird he one, isn't class. it? He, he, yeah, he was class. He, he was class, but he's not a Premier League legend. No, he's not Rooney. No. You boys are going controversial now. How is he not a Premier League legend? Let's get into this. Tell me why he's not. If he spent, than... spent his full career and most of his best years in England and won more titles than he had, more titles than Wayne Rooney, was top scorer, then fair enough. Mm-hmm. But what, 180 goals, was it? We've already got a couple of players that are closing in on that. Kane will be well above him. Does Kane get in ahead of him now? Probably not at the moment. Well, no. If, if, he, had, if he hadn't he's fucked off to Barcelona, him. if he hadn't fucked off to Barcelona and then America, I think maybe. you've already talked about your own argument there because you said he didn't have many games in the Premier League, but he still scored 180 goals. So I think that that in itself is an achievement. I mean, well, in that case, then I'm throwing Ruud van Nistelrooy in. Mm. I mean, <laughs> he, he should be in the list. And yeah. He inevitably will be in the second wave, I imagine. But yeah. it wasn't us that chose the list, was it? No, exactly. Yeah, this Plus also, question. arguably, Alan Shearer is only really in there because of his goal-scoring record. 100%. Yeah. That's yeah. the only reason why Shearer's really there. And his longevity as well, though, because he played for yeah. a very, very yeah. long time. So that was behind my first pick, because my first pick is Gareth Barry. Yeah, I wondered if I wondered if anyone would do that. Yeah, so I, I'm going with that. You know, record appearances: 653 appearances in the Premier League. Is he still still hold the uh, yellow card record as well? I think he does. Yeah, I think he does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, absolute phenomenal career. You know, first appearance in 1998, last one in 2018. 20 year yeah. career at the top level, and and the clubs he's played for as well. Like he was absolutely fantastic. He even going to City, he still did his job at City when City were this resurgent team that was going for league titles. I think Gareth Barry gets overlooked by a lot of players because 
he's not flashy. You know, he's not he's mm. not a goal scorer. He's just that the holding defensive midfield role, other than like Makaleli and Kante, really gets overlooked. And I just I just think he was a great player that if we're talking about players that deserve it over the last 28, 29 years of the Premier League, you've got someone who's played through the absolute most of it. For me, he goes in. Controversial. He doesn't sit with Thierry Henry and Alan Shearer, but he's got the most appearances. I, I slate mm -hmm. on gigs and the credit he gets all the time for his longevity, so I can't then say longevity doesn't matter because it absolutely does. So yeah, Gareth Barry is my first choice. My second choice was Wayne Rooney. Fucking phenomenal. Like, yeah. first round ballot for me. Like, as soon as he becomes eligible, he has absolutely got to be in it. I don't think there's any any doubt on any fan's mind in the Premier League. Even if you're a Scouser or a City fan, Wayne Rooney is 100% in that Hall of Fame. Yeah. And then my third choice was Petr Cech. In yeah. my opinion, greatest goalkeeper the league's ever seen. Uh, what was it? 15 goals one season he conceded? Yeah. Or was it like... How, how I mean, I know we had a lot of good attacking talent in that season and Dale, you said about Schmeichel being the only goalkeeper to win player of the year. If there's ever another keeper to win it, it should have been him. Like, we've never seen a goalkeeper, a relatively unknown goalkeeper as well, come into the league and quite storm it the way Petr Cech did. So, yeah. Great. I've thrown a, thrown a wild card out there, but Gareth Barry, Wayne Rooney and Petr Cech. Mm. Three Gareth Bauer, it's better to be Gareth Barry. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> so keep everyone on the toes, aren't they? Yeah, made the shortlist. Get on the panel, lad. <laughs> um, so I be, I've been chopping and changing with my decisions on this all day. It's quite easily done as well, isn't it? Uh, but I did yeah. go from the list because um, I thought that we were going strictly from the list. So I apologies. Mm. I didn't think outside the box. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I've gone for um, Ashley Cole, first of all. Um, Interesting my, pick, that. My decision with Ashley Cole is based upon the fact that, obviously, unbelievable career, won multiple honours. But also, we've discussed Ashley Cole's career on previous podcasts, and I think mm -hmm. most of us have agreed that he is, if not the best, certainly in the top, probably one, best left-backs that we've ever seen. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> he, yep. he just was. How many countless right-wingers and attacking players had he had in his pocket in not just only the um, Gareth Barry? <laughs> yeah. our, our, our one Chris Collins watching along, yeah. laughing at my shout for yeah. Gareth Barry. Well, if you were here, you little part-timer, you could have yeah. it with me. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, Ashley Cole, obviously Champions League winner, multiple Premier Leagues, multiple FA Cups, one of the best left-backs, no, sorry, the best left-back I've ever seen, certainly the best left-back I've ever seen in the Premier League yep. and for England, unbelievable player. Um, you know, he had the lot, great timing, great tackler, scored the odd goal, um, great at marking, just everything. I thought he was the complete left-back. And given the fact that I've played left-back myself a very few times, I know how difficult that position can be because you've got to be up and down, up and down all the time, especially if you're like the modern-day left-wing back that we see. Um, it's an exhausting task. So yeah, He was one of the first, like, real, what we know as modern-day full-backs now yeah. as well. Yeah. So I've got a lot of respect for that position and I've got a lot of respect for him as a footballer. So I'm putting him in my short list. Um, next... 
controversial as I'm an Evertonian, but I'm going to stick Steven Gerrard in there. Um, I know he didn't win a Premier League. I've thrown that in their face as long as I can remember. <laughs> but if you'd have turned around to me as an Evertonian and said you can have Steven Gerrard in your squad tomorrow, I'd have snapped anybody's hand off. Um, I've got a lot of respect for loyalty as well. And the fact that he played you know, his entire Premier League career with, with Liverpool. I don't care if it's my rival team, um, what he's done for the club, uh, the performance he, he put in, he, he wore the badge on his sleeve, his heart on his sleeve, everything he put on the line for that club. I know he slipped. I don't want to bring it up, but I'm going to bring it up. I know he slipped. That was today. That was literally, <laughs> was it 10 years ago today? Yeah, yes, it's a day. I've got to bring it up, but um, <laughs> I just, I think as a leader for that club, the performances he put in, um, you know, that club meant everything to him. And he, for me, he is the modern day Mr. Liverpool. I know he's Rangers manager now, but, and he played for LA Galaxy. But don't blame him for getting a nice little paycheck at the end of his career either. Um, so, yeah, I, I know he didn't win the Premier League, but he did win multiple cups and Champions League trophies. He won, wasn't it? Could have won a second, I think. He did win two. Two, that's right. Yeah. Wait, did he win? Yeah. He won 2005. They were lost in 07. Was he part yeah. of the latest one? He wasn't what? part of the latest one, was he? No, it was no, Henderson. No. That was Henderson. Yeah, it's just the one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that's no, I was getting confused whether he was part of the latest one, but he retired for that, didn't he? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, obviously, I mean, any player that wins Champions League and, you know, multiple cups is impressive. But what he did for Liverpool Football Club as well is just more impressive to me. It could have quite easily have gone to Frank Lampard. Um, but because I'd chosen Ashley Cole and he's a Chelsea player, I had to vary it a little bit. I didn't want it to be like a, you know, three Chelsea players because I almost picked John Terry as well. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Stephen Gerrard. And, and likewise, it could have also gone to Roy Keane um, or Paul Scholes. There's just so many to choose from. Um, but I had to put a Scouser in there because um, I've got to stay loyal to my Scouse roots. Um, <laughs> and then finally, it uh, didn't... You know, controversial once again, but Tony Hibbert. <laughs> Go on, the boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm only joking. It's not Tony, unfortunately, even though he was. <laughs> um, no, final pick for me, um, another midfielder. I didn't go for the goalkeeper. I was tempted, but just because it was, you know, one person who played in net made the list and it just felt a bit unfair, like to be pickpocketed with the one decision. So I went for another midfielder and it was uh, Patrick Vieira. And mm. this is purely based on um, two elements for me. One, I just absolutely loved the way that he played football. Um, he just glided with the ball and he's for such a big fella to have such control over the football and to just do it so gracefully as if he was a ballerina. I love that in a footballer. Uh, Berbatov was similar Thierry Henry was similar that style of player I, I've got mm -hmm. you know all the time in the world for I love players that are like that Zidane um, so I, I loved his style of play I loved how he was and also he's captain of the Invincibles um, and World Cup winner all, you know all these things that obviously aren't part of the Premier League but as a player I just had a lot of respect for him I thought he was a leader once again like Gerard, a leader um, put everything into the, his performances and I just loved the way that he played. So he made my short list and I also don't like to pick the same picks as everybody else. So 
got to jig it about a bit. <laughs> so there's my theory. I like that a lot, mate. I do like that a lot. I was just looking at the shortlist now. You boys obviously been looking at throughout the day. Is there anyone here that you think just shouldn't be on here? Like, oh, don't get me wrong. The, all these, again. all these twenty-three. So I'll, I'll list them on now for you. Adams, Beckham, Burkamp, Campbell, Cantona, both the Coles, Drogba, Les Ferdinand, Rio Ferdinand, Fowler, Gerrard, Keane, Lampard, Latis, Owen, Schmeichel, Scholes, Terry, Van Persie, Vidic, Vieira, and Ian Wright. Now, while you boys are debating that, we had a comment come through as well uh, from the FT Law podcast. Follow them on Twitter and listen to their pod as well. They do some great stuff on YouTube. Um, we have Lampard, Keane, Bergkamp and Cantona. Now, I almost spat my drink out when I saw Bergkamp there because um, <laughs> we, we all know my opinions on Dennis Bergkamp. Yeah, um, well, you don't rate him as highly as certainly the Premier League Hall of Fame nominees and the, the people that chose that. There are yeah. a couple of people that I think could have been swapped out for the likes of Wayne Rooney. Or, well, I mean, obviously, Lee explained Petrachek won't make it because yeah. he's still signed on. But there, there are a couple of contentious ones, aren't there? For me, I, think... I, don't, th I don't think Beckham belongs in that list. Because I, for me now, and this is a weird one for me, it, he was great at Man United. Don't worry, he was fucking brilliant. But he wasn't here long enough. He, thought, mm. he went. He went to Madrid, and then he went to America, and then France, and then Italy. Like yeah. I don't know. For me, like players that define a legend, a Hall of Famer, you've got to spend most of your career and the most influential parts of your career yeah, in that league. I know what you mean. Yeah. And mm. for me, Beckham. Don't get me wrong. Beckham was absolute world class between '92 and 2003. So 11 years still, and he was unreal. Mm. But you look at the wingers that we've got in the modern day now. And the numbers that they're putting up, Beckham does not compare. At Madrid, he was unreal. And then obviously later on in his career, he's tailed off. But for me, I don't think Beckham belongs. I don't think Bergkamp belongs. I'm sorry, Chris, I'm going to piss you off. I don't think Bergkamp belongs. Um, <laughs> I don't think Michael Owen belongs. No. no. I'm, I, I think Chris has just put a comment in there. Yeah, Van I was going to I was, I was gonna say, well. I was, I was gonna say Van Persie myself. Um I just don't think he. Well, what I know, he won a, a Premier League uh, with us. Finally, fine, yes. But for me, he just he was partly he was always he was, he was mainly injured. He was injured a lot. Mm -hmm. Um. So I think that, that you know contributed to maybe not winning as much as what he could potentially have won as well. Um. But if you if you're going to compare. Obviously, the likes of, like you say, the Shearers, Henrys, Andy Coles, Drogbas. You know, I think I would I would say they they sort of earned um, and did a bit more in the Premier League than yeah. Van Persie. Um, so I would say Van Persie probably shouldn't really be in there, in my opinion, anyway. But yeah, I'd agree with that. This might be a controversial one on this topic, but apart from a one hundred percent perfect penalty record what else did matt letissier do i knew you were gonna say that i know and they weren't just like tapping he, they were worldies <laughs> yeah but van persie scored class goals and he was a goal scoring machine he not won the premier league as well level. whereas latis didn't that's not fair on latis though i don't think no you're putting him in similar reasons for for Gerard, I suppose. Like 
But Gerard did it for Liverpool, whereas Leticia did it for Southampton. But it's almost like Shearer, really. I know obviously Shearer had his spell at Blackburn and won the yeah. Blackburn. But you know, Shearer stuck to his roots, went with Newcastle when he could have gone to Man United, and you know, obviously that's well documented. You almost did, yeah. And it's sort of like with Latif, I'm sure there were multiple offers coming in, but he just stuck it out with Southampton and scored unbelievable goals. Yeah. Them. I mean, like I said, I don't, I'm no slight on him as a as a player. I think he was class, but as a Hall of Famer, I'm not sure. Unless, unless as uh, to be in the Hall of Fame, you're also counting like cult hero status as well. Because if That's, you are, it's difficult, isn't it? then Duncan I would, is, I would yeah. agree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah Ferguson, James Milner, when he retires, so, those fun, kinds of players. Funnily enough, I was debating saying James Milner once he retires as well, because yeah. he's in that bracket with Gareth Barry, yeah. who's been yeah. around for fucking ever. He's done it all, and he's won numerous titles. Mm-hmm. So James he's Milner, for me, hero. yeah, yeah absolutely, model professional as well, isn't he? Doesn't yeah. drink. Comment once again. You know, Chris, you could be here at this point. Uh, Leticia's goal <laughs> against United when Massimo Taibu, Ta, Taino, it's Taibu, Taino. Um, Lenny for his legs, Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah, I mean, Taibu is a, uh, a cult hero, Hall of Famer. So was Jamba Jamba. But um, you know, we're never going to see them names on the list, are we? Do you know, there should be like, they should have the main Hall of Fame and then the streets will remember Hall of Fame for players like <laughs> Ben Arthur. straight away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hatton Ben Arthur. That'd be a great shout. Yeah, let's do that next. Like, not tonight. Well, but yeah, so, uh, so we another... make ours. We'll make the 4 and one t Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, excellent. Any controversial ones for you there, Dale? Other than Van no, Persie? No, yeah, just, just the Van Persie one. Um, I... I, I Probably agree with you, possibly with Michael Owen as well. To be honest, again, he was he, he spent a bit of time here, didn't he? Before he went to to Madrid, um, but it's it, 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 it didn't really do enough for me um, to 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 be you know mentioned in there. Especially when you look at the like I say the likes of the other strikers that are in there and look at what they've won. If you compare it to them, then he's he's he's, he's way down the list in my, in my eyes. Yeah, comparing to them in in. Defence of Michael Owen, though he did win a Premier League winners' medal. And oh yeah, Stephen yeah. and Stephen Gerrard didn't. So he scored the winner against City as well. He, he won us that title with that goal. Mm. What a fucking hero! Uh, right, excellent. We'll dip that Hall of Fame there, and we will do a special uh, streets will not forget for him once the Hall of Fame in the future because I think there's going to be some ball has been brought out in that conversation. Oh, yeah. I've got loads in my head already. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Liverpool boys, they cocked over the weekend again. Mm-hmm. Should have been worse. Should have been worse. Should have been worse. The how is that being given as a handball? So I've I was I've been listening to Sort of Sport about this, and apparently the reason is you can't score a goal with your hand, and it went in off his hand. So whether it was a handball or not. It went in off his hand, so it, it technically can't be a goal anyway. But then the argument is, well, he was pushed in the back by Alexander-Arnold, yeah. which made him handball it. So is that not a penalty? 
Yeah. So, yeah, another case for VAR. Oh, Jesus, someone's just snapped someone there. Chelsea, Casemiro. Casemiro, of course it was. <laughs> yeah. Love yeah, to see it. <laughs> must be the most booked player in that Real Madrid squad every season. <laughs> I love him, mate. I absolutely love him. Such a baller. Yeah, he... Wilson was pushed. And do you know what? You could make the argument if his arm was flailing out and he's like, he's lost his balance and he's trying to get himself right upright again and he's tapped it in. His arm couldn't have been any more tucked into his body if he tried. Yeah. No, yeah. it was exactly like, like it, that. Wasn't it? If, he, if his arm wasn't there, it was still hitting his body and going in anyway. Yeah. Like, that's the biggest issue for me, that. It's just... They, just, it, they can't seem to ever get it right, can they? And I don't think they will ever get it right. And I, I think the only option is just to get rid of <laughs> VAR. Like Adrian Durham was saying, look, how bad was football beforehand? Was it this bad? There's, no way, there's no, no way we were talking about the referees this much. No, we it's weren't. Every week. It's every week. Yeah, it's not even every week. It's, it's, it's borderline every game at this point. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The thing is, when you when you make a change, it's supposed to be for the better, isn't it? Yeah. And this quite obviously isn't. And they just need to. It just needs somebody with a bit of power in the FA to just go, fuck it off. It's yeah. not good. It's not made the game any better. It's made it worse. Let's just knock it on the head. Yeah. I mean, it's like nobody's willing to take that responsibility. It seems. Yeah. To me. It's that- some of the decisions, it's like common sense has just been thrown absolutely out the window. Mm-hmm. You know, we we might, you know, we'll probably, well, might get onto it in a bit, but, you know, there was another refereeing decision in the West Ham game, um, the sending yeah. off. I mean, there's, oh, there's, there's, common, there's common sense, um, which, you know, you look at some of these decisions and you just see, it, you know, anyone with any sort of common sense would, would you know, would not do, not give a decision like some of the referees and and the VAR, you know, decisions that are being made, but uh, that's com- that's gone completely out the window now. Um, and like I say VAR's just spoiled the game completely. You, you <laughs> score a goal, you score a goal, and you wait in thirty seconds to you know wait for it if it's actually allowed or not. You've got to do various mm-hmm. checks, this that and the other. And it's like to be honest, I've, I've I've had enough of it now. I've had enough of it yeah. probably six six eight months ago to be honest. So. They can just yeah. get rid of it in my eyes. They had the best. They they had the best opportunity this season with no fans in the stadium to get it right and to try and streamline these decision making processes. And it feels like every offside has got longer. It feels like every goal now they're checking back four or five minutes before the goal has gone in. Yeah, it's like the checking the checking yeah. for fouls like four or five minutes ago. It like I said the Balbuena one for West Ham was utterly stupid. It was made Disgrace. even it was made even worse when Kufal did exactly the same four minutes in the same later. Game. Yeah. In the same game, four minutes later, and nothing was given for it. Like all we ask for is consistency. Yep. If that Balbuena one is a red card and by definition that is a red card now, fine. Every single one's a red card. Mm-hmm. Like at that point, then we can't complain because it's consistent. Yes, we think the rule is wrong, but at least we're seeing one being done, so they're all being done. Yeah. But to, that's add not what what's you, to add to what you said there as well, Danny, one thing that I really want as a fan is for the referees to take charge and take mm-hmm. the authority mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Because it seems like far too often VARs in their ear, they go and have a look, and it's like, 
or the decision's been made for me. I've got to listen to what VAR said. But the power should be with the ref on field. Yeah. You know, because if it's not with the ref, then what's the point in having the ref? There, there is the game might as well be official by robots. Yeah. yeah. I guess because they're trying to they're trying to make it black and white. And football, Lee, you said it perfectly a while ago. Football is not a black and white game. It is no. circumstantial. Things happen. There's weird bounces. There's collisions. Yeah. You can't account for just, oh, is the offside yes or no? I mean, some of the offsides, again, someone's heels offside. So they've got to turn onto it because the heels are... It's, it, I feel yeah, like... How is that an attacking year. advantage? It's when not, you, is When it? your back no. of your foot's offside, it's, it's no. just not. I mean, I think they only. I think they sh- if they want to keep VAR and keep using it, you don't look at offsides anymore. You just yeah. don't. Like you just make the linesmen do the job again, or lineswomen in Sean Massiellis's case. Like mm-hmm. you, you just let them do their job, and if they get it wrong, they get it wrong. They're human. They are going to get it wrong, and then use VAR for handballs and fouls, and then foul play. Like. Just, but not not offside, not anymore. Can't deal with watching lines being drawn all over a screen to determine if someone's toenails offside. It's just not on. No, and I like human error. You know, I always yeah. liked even before we had VAR and you know referees made mistakes. It gave us something good to talk about, but yeah. not every day, like or yeah. every footballing day, or not every weekend. It was like you know once a month or something, a referee might have made a shocking decision on an offside. Well, it was forgotten about, wasn't it, soon after that? Yeah. It was a good thing. With human error, by definition, it evens itself out across all teams yeah. over a season. So yeah, VAR def- probably has been unfair. Let, let's I mean, not go off on a tangent on VAR. No, no. <laughs> yeah. no, no. Yeah. VAR probably does even itself out, but it, it doesn't feel like it at the moment. And I think that's the worst mm. part. It does feel There's like... too much interference. Too- yeah, but... Just going back to Liverpool and Newcastle, do we think Newcastle grabbing that point there have probably just done enough to save themselves now? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was safe anyway. Um, the wins against West Ham, I think that was probably one of the points yeah. where they had um, had saved themselves. Fulham, West Brom, they're, they're not going to save themselves from there. I think what they were, the seven points behind uh, with only, what, four or five games left. So, yeah, I just think that uh, I think Newcastle have just about done enough now that they're safe. They can start planning for next year. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, they've done they've done well. They've hit form at the it's called the perfect time, isn't it? Like they've they, if they'd have done this all season, they'd be in a lot of a safer position. Mm-hmm. But they they've done it where it matters. So you know what? Fair play, Brucey. Yeah. I think getting same maximum back has been absolutely massive for them. Uh, this is it. They missed him. With missed him yeah. and Wilson. Yeah, he was um, off with COVID. And I think that those well, two. Sorry, I just I, I activated Siri somehow, so it was talking <laughs> to me. I couldn't hear what was going on. Um, yeah, they missed Sam Maximan and Wilson. A- any team would miss two two players that are that important to them, their team. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they've come back just at the right time, like you said. Yeah, yeah I mean, they, what they've done, they've, they've picked up a draw against Spurs, they beat Burnley away, they beat West Ham away, I think, all at home. Got a draw against Liverpool in the last four games. That's they've proved me wrong anyway. I, I had my doubts. I'm not gonna lie. I did think Fulham might have uh, mm-hmm. the way they were playing at the time. Um, I thought they might have, uh, you know, took it pretty much to the end. Um, mm-hmm. But they seem to have just hit a, hit a spell at the minute. They just can't win a game. 
Yeah, uh, and Newcastle have, have dug in. Fair play to them, dug in, got the results where they've needed, um, and it looks looks to be the, the they're in the they're in the Premier League again for next season. Um, Liverpool, I think top four is done now. Myself as well after that. Yeah, yeah, I uh, think so too. Four behind Chelsea with four to go. I think the uh, the I think they really needed to win that against Newcastle. Um, but in regards to top four, I think that's I think that's it. Um, especially with uh, I think West Ham have got a bit of an easier running. Chelsea have got a bit of a tough one, but. You've got Spurs and Everton are sort of right behind as well at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, top four, I think I think they can say goodbye to that, in my opinion. Yeah, I think yeah. if they're not I think if they're not careful, they're gonna kiss goodbye to Europa League as well. I think yeah. I think uh one Everton football club, Josh, I'm coming to you for this one. You're on a a good bit of a charge now. Is it yeah. too late? No, not quite. Not quite, in my opinion. That was a massive win for us on Friday night. Massive yeah. win. Uh, obviously, huge stroke of luck. Thanks, Leno. <laughs> God knows what he was doing there. Um, but yeah, we, we had a couple of chances. Played some good football. Uh, Pickford pulled off a beautiful save for us. Keep us numerous. In, in with, yeah, numerous good saves. Um, I don't think we're quite out of the running yet. If If we can beat Villa... On Saturday, I think it is. Um, if we can beat Villa, um, we've, got, we've still got to play them again after that. I think we play them. I think there's one more game between playing them again. We've got Villa like two out of the next three games. Yeah. If we can beat Villa at the weekend, I think we're right back in the running. Obviously, depending on other results, etc. But our running's not the most difficult. We've discussed it before. We've got City mm-hmm. last game of the season, but you know. Every other game, in my opinion, is is winnable if we, you know, if we can just show the same form that we struck up maybe at the start of the season or when we got that second wind after a little fall off. Um, you know, we've got the squad there. Some players are back in now. We, you know, Alan's back, which is massive for us, as we all know. Alan's been a standout performer for us this year. Yeah. Um, if Pickford can, you know continue the form he showed on on friday then that that would be massive i do think olsen's brought out better performances from him i think he's actually got some competition there now and i would like just as a side note for us to sign him there have been some links with us going for ramiro in the free transfer in the summer mm-hmm. but obviously he's been linked with going back home as well so i don't know where his head's at um but it is good to have some competition because i think he's not had that um, I don't know where his head's at. Sounds like a fucking episode of Love Island. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's very, very relevant with him as well, isn't it? <laughs> nobody really knows what's going on in Pickford's Literally. head. Um, but yeah, I don't think we're quite out of the running yet to answer your question, mate. I think we're still, you know, we're in there, but we need a win on Saturday. Yeah. If you win your game in hand, you go joint fifth with West Ham, three points behind Chelsea, fourth. So yeah. West Ham I, I think you great season mate so if we're on tie points with them i'm impressed you know i'm very happy with that because they have yeah. been fantastic this year yeah i tell you something the, the league has been so much better this year because yeah, we've not really like so, all right city have run away with it in the last few like months or so but we haven't had a runaway leader like we've had so many teams that have been top of the table all yeah. the way throughout the season and the race for the top sure. four i think has sure. never sure. been better yeah, yeah. The, the top Just four is a straight thing really yeah yeah 
Because as soon as City hit that stroke of form where they like went unbeaten for what was it like twenty, 20 games or something, yeah. yeah, yeah. As soon as that happened, then obviously the league was was won. It was decided at that point. But top yeah. four since then has been like the main battle, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been sick. Like we we've shown signs of like potentially dropping out of it. We had a poor result on weekend. Like should have oh, yeah. should have should have beat Leeds, but we won't talk about that. Like that was just uh, that was one of the most boring games of the season. So if you've Especially we didn't watch it. Old Trafford. No, don't do it. No. Don't do it, Danny. Don't don't say any more, Danny. Just let's no. just. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna <laughs> leave that one just dangling there. Yeah. Um, two teams that are gonna join us again next season, though, boys. Watford oh, and Norwich, who are coming back <laughs> into the Premier League. And you know what? Congratulations, because I think I was listening to an old podcast the other day, and we writ off both teams coming yeah. back straight away yeah um really? and oh, there is also poten- yeah yeah and there is massive <laughs> potential that bournemouth could even win the playoffs and we could get all three of them back which yeah. i, I can't boring. remember the last i can't remember the last time that all three clubs came back up it's got to be years i think brentford will give them a run for the money they got a, a very hard fought win tonight at home yeah. to rotherham so that that'll be there for me that'll be their main challenge yeah agreed It'd be great to see someone new like Brentford come up. I'd love to yeah. see them or or Barnsley. Imagine Barnsley in the Premier League. Yeah, the that'd be sick. Yeah, they've not been back in since it was it the inaugural season. I'm sure Barnsley. Yeah, 92, 93, Yeah, that'd be amazing. That would yeah. be really good. I mean, they'll go straight back down again. <laughs> <laughs> the enthusiasm went straight back down. They will, but it'd be good. It'll be. Uh, it would be throw great. everything at it. Yeah, I mean you can't you can't rule Swansea out either. Swansea, who spent a good time in the Premier League, you know you can't rule them out of these playoffs. But looking at the way the tables sliding at the moment, you've got Brentford who are looking like they're probably going to secure third, but yeah. then Bournemouth, Swansea, and Barnsley are all on seventy-seven points. Yeah, Bournemouth which is are, mental. It's Bournemouth definitely got a good chance, you know. Mm. I watched that result against Norwich. You know when Norwich won the league by default because of yeah. The- I can't remember who the other result was, but they won the league and then they played Bournemouth that night. No, they've yeah, not won it yet, sorry. They've not, they, they got promoted because of that. They've that not, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they've got, they, need, they need one more point to come up. So yeah, sorry. They played Bournemouth that night and that was their opportunity to prove like yeah. we deserve that promotion. And unfortunately, they had a man sent off and then it just completely scuppered everything. Was that the one where Dan Juma scored that screamer? Yeah, mate. I, I watched the entire game. It was a great game. And Bournemouth yeah. would stand out as soon as Norwich went down to 10. Yeah. I mean, that's what it took, but still, you know, they were impressive. They've got a lot of good players, that Norwich squad, you know, a lot of good yeah. players. Yeah. Mm. Well, that, I was about to ask you, boys, like, obviously those two are coming up, potentially Bournemouth as well. Do you think Watford, I'm not even going to consider because I know for a fact that they're going to sack the manager four times in the next 12 months. <laughs> yeah. But do you think yeah. Norwich and in particular Daniel Farker will have learned from his last say 24 months of being awful in the Premier League and then just instantly bouncing back. I mean, there were 93 points with two games left. That's an incredible run back up to the league. Like, Dale, what are you thinking? Do you think one, because they barely signed their own when they came up and that was the biggest issue. Do you reckon they're going to make the same mistake twice? Uh, No, but I I mean, I I was looking at the the season that they came up, actually, a couple of years ago um, and they scored 93 goals that season mm. and conceded 57 
and you look at what they've done this season, they've scored 69 and conceded 33. Yeah. So, in my eyes, they've defence was an issue when they was in the Premier League. They seem to have improved or shored up that defence. Um, I mean, they've, they've pretty much got the same team, I think, from that, the one that got relegated last season, which I think has helped. Um, yeah. You know, and they, they've they've done they've done it in the Championship before. They've clearly done it. They've shown it again. Um, I do think they probably will need to make some signings or when they come up. Um, I do think they've they've learnt that from obviously the last campaign when they didn't really bring anyone in. Um, but to me, yeah, just looking at what they did previously to this season, they look like they have they have maybe slightly changed the way they play. Possibly, obviously, those the, the goals and what the you know they're not conceding as many as well, which was a big issue when they were in the Premier League last time. So, um, yeah, I think they will make some signings. I, I, I do think we might see a different Norwich to uh, the last time they was in the Premier League. Um, will they stay up this time? It's a bit. I, I don't know. I really don't yeah. know. They're, they don't look like they're going to come up and do a Leeds or a Sheffield no. in their first season or a Wolves. Do you know what I mean? Like they, they never I mean, seem like that. In fairness, did anyone expect Leeds to do what they've done this season? No. Mm, no. Well, they could have gone either way because of the manager yeah. that they've got. But yeah. the the teams like Norwich and Bournemouth, if they come back up and. Uh, I, I just can't see them setting the setting the Premier League alight. You, I know you they, eat these three, don't you? You fucking yeah. eat Bournemouth, Norwich, and Watford. <laughs> I just hate what? the yo-yo-ness of them. And Lee, Lee, as you hate these three clubs, who would you replace them with? Who do you actually like in the Championship? Well, probably the teams that we we aren't yo-yo clubs. You know what I mean? But the the problem with that is is that then? the reason they the, well. <laughs> this this is my point. Like, yeah, they're, they're the best of the yo-yo clubs. Yeah, it's so, so difficult to, to what stay. What do they need to do? What do they need to do in order to to solidify their position? What they need to do mm. is spend money. But un- the, unfortunately, these three clubs are coming up at a time where we've we're still in the middle of a pandemic. You know, they've had yeah. they've had they those three clubs spent the back end of last season and all of this season generating no match day revenue. Yeah. Which is a massive issue. Like they're, I mean, I know they're, they're obviously going to make lots of money coming back onto Premier League. We know the That's playoff the final thing, yeah. is the most, it's the most expensive game in the world. You know, 120 million you get for winning that game. Yeah. But is that money going to be given to the managers, or are the owners going to look at this and think we've had a really, really shit year financially? Mm-hmm. We might need this just to keep the club afloat. Well, this is the pro- the problem, and and this is why I don't necessarily. Uh, they, well, going back to the Super League stuff and the share of I mean, uh, 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 the share of the money down the pyramid. Pre- the the big six. The reason that they want all of this to happen is because majority of the TV watchers are watching the big six. But and so their argument is, well, we make up the main part of the product, so we surely should get the main share of the money, which is what happens. Now, the teams that do come up, like this year, Norwich, Watford, and then one of those other four, if Barnsley come up, they've got no chance. They are tiny. 
they and I could be famous last words could get promoted and they could like go on a, on a mad run and do a Leicester but at the same time they do they surely are not financially as secure as some of the other clubs and they are surely not going to be able to bring in the talent that will keep them up consistently and that's the problem the, the problem is that the barrier between and the gap between the Premier League and the Championship is just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger because of the money coming into the Premier League that's not being evenly distributed. So how do you fix it? You, you just can't, can you? Well, Chris, uh, Chris made a great comment there about the parachute payments. Um, and it's probably something that we do need to put more money into the Championship. I saw a really mad stat the other day that the like, Championship attendances are comparable to a lot of Bundesliga teams. Yeah, of course they um, are. Which is mad considering Bundesliga is like one of the best followed leagues in the world. I mean, it probably shits on France and Italy. Like the championship is the hardest league in the world. It's one of the hardest to get out of. It's one of the hardest to get in. Like we've seen decline of Blackburn, Hull, Sunderland. They just couldn't hack the championship. Stoke City, do you remember when they first went down? They kept mm. their whole team. Champions League finalists, two promoting was playing in the championship and they finished, I think they finished like 20th, didn't they? They only just survived from relegation. Yeah, they didn't have a good ultimate uh, opening season in the championship at all, did they? No, it's a different style. Like you play way more games. The refs are way less like, like they just let stuff go, which it makes for a lot of good football in a way. Like it just seems to be a very like much more difficult league, but this is just a lot of football, isn't it? I mean, you, you, you know, you've got the is it forty six games in the season alone, and then you've got all the the EFL trophy, the I don't know, the Checker Trade trophy, yeah, FA yeah. Cups, League they get Cups. Loads, don't they? It's absolutely ridiculous the amount of football they've got to play. You know, outside of the Premier League, I mean, we we think we play a lot of games, thirty eight plus all the cup games. You know, yeah. these guys are just you know, there's there's a cup for a cup. <laughs> it's just there's that many games it's ridiculous but like I said I, I, unless you've got a squad of about 50 players you can pick from you know it's going to be hard to obviously get out of these leagues um, yeah and like I said you look at like say Huddersfield as well in the Premier League a couple of seasons ago they're sort of down there at the minute as well um, you know like I say you've, you said you Stoke City's Wigan, they had a couple of bad seasons. Look where they are. Yeah. You know, you, you want to go further back in Pompey. They yeah, had a nightmare. Yeah. Four or five seasons, you know, ended up in the League Two. Um, so, let's say, if they're, if they're not sort of careful, you know, these sort of teams, well, if you say, they can just continue the slide, unfortunately. But Yeah. Can I just say one thing as well, though? Because, obviously, we've, we've said that they need to spend money. But if I'm right, when Aston Villa came up, they spent all of their money that they got from coming up and it didn't pay dividends in the first season, did it? We've That's only, what I, I was um, also going to make that point. Like they they've spent only just loads. started to get sort of something back from that investment this season where it's all starting to click together. By spending money and building a brand new team, which is basically what they did, it doesn't guarantee success instantly. Not in every case. Like no. you've, got to, you've got to invest that money really well for it. For, to have instant success with it. And I'm not saying that they didn't invest really well. I think that they did. But success doesn't come over that overnight in the Premier League. So even if Norwich do come up, well, they are coming up. When Norwich do come up, if they spend all the money that they get from the promotion, you know, 
as long as they can just stay in that first season, I think that's what they need to set their target on. Just staying up, you know, whether it's by one position or three positions, it doesn't matter. Just stay in that league and then get your money again from, from being in the Premier League and whatever TV rights and then invest again. And that team will just gradually, you know, it'll just gel like Villa's has. And, and Villa have had some great results this year, haven't they? I mean, I don't want to allude to any specific ones, but they have had <laughs> some standout performances. Yeah. Chris's point there, excellent. Like Sheffield Wednesday about to go down as well. The gap between the Premier League and the EFL is just getting wider. And yeah, it's sad, it's sad but true. It does seem to be like the the same teams are coming up and then out again numerous times. That we get the old we get the occasional oddball, like Brighton, who came out of nowhere, came up. Bournemouth, let's not forget Bournemouth have never really been a, a championship sleeping giant. You know, they were in League Two yeah. when Eddie Howe started, brought them up, up into the Premier League. So it is doable. Um it just it does take a lot yeah. of good management. And like I say, good spending as well. You know, we've yeah. got three we've got three teams with a lot of good players going down this summer. Yeah. There's a lot of talent in that West Brom team I'm looking at in particular oh, yeah. that do not belong in the championship. And I thought I thought Norwich did really well to keep hold of a lot of their players in the summer. You know, I thought Max Ahrens, who was linked with fucking everyone at one point. You, you know, was. Yeah, he was a Bayern Munich club at him. Yeah. Um, like, they did really well to keep hold of him. And maybe they priced everyone out of a move with that one. Uh, but it has paid off for them because he's got them back into the Premier League. Buendia was another one for me. Yeah, I think Buendia is a fantastic footballer. Yeah. Um, but the biggest question I'm asking for you, Dale, is um, day one of fantasy football is Timu Puki back in the uh, back in the team? Oh, for a bargain, definitely <laughs> <laughs> on the bench. Uh, it'll be like it'll be like the next Patrick Bamford in mine. Uh, day oh. one in there, sixteen goals. I'll take that. That'll do. <laughs> yeah, unreal. Right, just got one or two more points, boys, before we finish today. We laugh at Liverpool all the time for their constant chat about Van Dijk and how that his injuries have like cost them the league and whatever. But the biggest injustice for me and one player affecting a whole team is Wolves this season. Yeah, I think the injury to Raúl Jiménez cannot be understated of what an absolute shit show that has turned that team into. Because they have nothing going forward anymore. Adama is useless without him, and it's shown. Because they can't even score against Burnley. Poor performance, uh, poor result. Yeah, really I bad. Think, I think they've got issues on the other end of the pitch as well. I mean, mm -hmm. Burnley never score four. No, <laughs> really, do they? You know, and as much as they need sort of Raul's goal, sort of um, at that end of the pitch, I, I don't feel they've been as defensively as solid as they have the last couple of seasons. Um, just take a few games there. Be Burnley, City, Liverpool, they've all put four past them this season. West Ham's put four and three. West Brom scored three against them. Brighton have scored three against them. I mean, Brighton, them two teams hardly score. Yeah. <laughs> and they're sticking three against them. And, it, you know, there's 24, 25 goals in just those teams I mentioned there. But yeah, as much as he's lacking, you know, the, the goals that they're lacking from. Uh, Raul, it's, it's defensively as well. They've they've definitely not been the same team as the last couple of seasons. So it is. I think it's a mixture of but you know both things there. Um, and he's out. 
they, they don't really have the biggest of squads, I don't think. It terms of depth as well. Um, you know, they, they the last, especially the last couple of seasons, there's been a lot of games where they've pretty much played very similar starting 11s. Yeah. Through all the cup games, you know, the Europa League qualifying and, and, and those things. And I don't know whether that's just sort of caught up a little bit with them now this season. But they haven't had as, you know, the, the signings haven't really come in um, and the squad's just not as sort of big to cope with the, maybe the demands. Um, but yeah, there's there's some serious work that needs doing over the summer, I think, for Wolves. Um, I agree with that. Especially defensively in my eyes. I think they definitely don't look the same team no, as they were they, the last two seasons. I mean, the defence has taken a bit of a battering, if you think about it. They brought in Mark Al, he got injured straight away. Johnny, who's been injured for a lot of the season, who really goes under the radar for Wolves, who's a fantastic player. Um, Connor Cody, Josh, you mentioned a while ago, hasn't been the same since the England call-up. No. Um, and then the biggest one, which we've also spoke about, was Nelson Semedo replacing Matt Doherty. He, he just he just doesn't... Isn't, it's not like for like, is it? No. It's, not, it's just not the same. No. And ultimately, as well, that obviously we, we started talking about Jimenez, but selling Jota was a massive... Thing, yeah. I think because they've never obviously they were relying on Jimenez and for his goals when they sold Jota and then as soon as Jimenez is out of the, the question there's it's like two gaps that, that they've not filled there yeah left with nothing up top yeah. I mean the wingers they've got in that Neto looks brilliant I think yeah. I, I genuinely believe Neto is destined for like the top level of football he looks yeah. unreal it just needs to just just add a little bit more to that end product I think Pudence same just needs a little bit more. Like he's nearly there. But Adama just looks lost, lost without him. Just looks looks lost without his partner. Yeah, I mean Adama, we when we we probably talking about him week in, week out, about just how phenomenal he was. Um, blistering pace, assists every week, scoring goals, confidence was through the roof. He's, he he looks like the Adama that I used to watch as a youngster at Barca now making yeah. no impact to the game yeah <laughs> that's the sort of player he is now he, look, he looks like the one that was at Middlesbrough all, yeah. all pace and then just no end product yeah it's a shame really because I, I I really did like him when he was on fire and in that you know that particular yeah. when they pushed for Europe he was he was excellent I don't I, like I think even I said him. I think I said that if we weren't going for Sancho I'd quite happily take him mm. yeah yeah which I mean, on the back of last season, that last season's Adama, I would have happily taken. But this now, I mean, he's just a he's just a hench Dan James. Yeah, he's he's a it will be two point Yeah. Well <laughs> it's bad that we've really both got really, really just shit right wingers. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely an area that we need to sort out over the, the uh, summer if we've you know got the transfer money there. Absolutely. Right. A final point then, boys, before we move on to Dick of the Week and we wrap this thing up. Uh, more for me, I guess, than anything else was um, the announcement today that uh, Julian Nagelsmann has agreed to join Bayern Munich. And this was leaked by Romano a couple of days ago. God bless Lord Fabrizio Romano. You know, <laughs> that man can announce my child being born as far as I'm concerned. The man knows his shit. Um but yeah, it's official today. It was a press release was made by Bayern Munich. The Hansi Flick is having his contract terminated. Uh, Nagelsmann is having his contract terminated at Leipzig. 
Uh, Nagelsmann's going to the national team and, sorry, Flick's going to the national team and Nagelsmann's going to Bayern. It is genuinely mental, the stranglehold that Bayern Munich have over the German league. Yeah. Any Anybody that shows an ounce of class is there. Yeah. Like... Yeah. I mean, and we, me and Lee have debated this as well. Like with The whole debate with Open Meccano over the summer, what, you know, why would you play with... Harry Maguire when you go to Bayern Munich and win a next like title for the next 20 years. Same could be said with Nagelsmann. You know, he was hotly tipped for the Spurs job. Um, and I know a lot of Spurs fans were desperate for him to come because he does look like he is the the next big thing when it comes to management. You know, still relatively unproven, hasn't really won much, only a 50% win ratio, but that is with very poor teams. You know, he's going to get a very, very good Bayern Munich team now. So this is where, in my opinion, obviously the league should be a given at Bayern Munich. It wasn't with Kovac. You know, he left them in eighth before Flick took over. Um, but it should be a given. I think Flick has to at least make the Champions League final. Not Flick, sorry, Nagelsmann has to make the Champions League. I keep getting to it because I'm, yeah. in my head I'm thinking Flick and I'm reading Nagelsmann. Yeah, Nagelsmann has to get the Champions League final next season. At least, in my opinion. Big pressure, I know. Yeah. Well, yeah. To make an appointment worthwhile, he really needs to take them a step beyond what they've done this season. Yeah. Yeah. Really. That's the only way he can prove himself. You know, ideally, I'm sure that the, the, the members of the board, I think it is at Bayern, isn't it? Um, I, I, I think that they will want him to win it in his first year, really, because yeah. they do have those sort of expectations, don't they? But that's... Even just getting to the final, as we know, is is not an easy feat. So, yeah, I think there'll, there'll be a lot of pressure as well mm -hmm. on him yeah. uh, to deliver. Um, you know, they, they say like like you just said there, Danny, he's he's inheriting a, a very good Bayern Munich team. Anyway, there's a there's a standard already set, um, and he be expected to to obviously meet that standard sort of from the word go. Yeah. If he gets off to a rocky start, question marks will be, you know, be put on him straight away. But from what he's done with Leipzig and was it Hoffenheim, if I'm right? Yeah. He's he's done very well with maybe a limited budget um as yeah. well. Um uh, now he'll, he'll probably have a not a lot of money spent, but he'll he'll have a he'll have a, a bit of a bigger budget. He's already got, you know, some world class players in in the team as well uh, this could get frightening yeah this could get very frightening uh, especially european football wise as well i think the league sort of the, the, they're virtually going to be there or thereabouts every season uh, in the league but in terms of champions league could we see a bit of a bit of a dominance in the next few years uh, and the guy's the guy's only 33 as well yeah. he's got he's got ridiculous amount of years at the top of this game potentially yeah um so yeah it could it could be a bit a bit scary for the other teams let's put it that way well that's yeah. it i mean they they were pushed all the way this season by leipzig there was a, a point where people thought nagelsmann was going to win the league with leipzig this season and now we sit 31 games played and Bayern have a seven point lead you know it, it is basically done you know they slipped on slipped up on the weekend against mainz um, yeah. What what did that end up in the end? Uh, two one ended. That? Yeah, two one what? ended to Mainz. Yeah. 
Uh, they were 2-0 down as well, weren't they? Yeah, they only got one back. Uh, I think Lewandowski got another goal, so it took him just ever so closer to good. Muller's record, you know, he's on 36 goals now this season. What's Muller's record? 40? Yeah. I, yeah. I think he'll break that. He's not far away from it. He's, he's, won, he's won good game. If, and you know what's mental? Because if he hadn't got injured, Lewandowski, he A, probably would have already broke this record, and yeah. B, Bayern would be in the semi-final tomorrow against Man City. Yeah. Um, I, I fully believe that, that that would be the case because there was a lot of um, that first leg, definitely. Where yeah, so net. many chances that were just wasted. Yeah, wasted by Chupamund, and like Chupamundsing isn't that level of striker. We all know that. How he's getting to the clubs he's been at over the last few years is fucking beyond me. I mean, I, I put an argument up for him in the group, didn't I? Saying, well, he did score, was it three across the two legs? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. But, I mean, you also had a very good argument. It took him 50 chances to score three goals. Yeah. Sane, though, I mean, just to go back to him, Sane, oh. if I was Nagelsmann, I'd, I'd bin him off straight away. I'd try and get some money for him. It's just well, not good enough for that team. Funny enough, that was going to be just my next little question because obviously you two aren't too clued up on the Bundesliga as such. But is there anyone that's standing out there other than Erling Haaland that would you reckon would be on the Bayern radar? For me, Sane has to go. Boateng's already leaving, but he's got a ready-made replacement coming in with his the, the player that he already knows better than anyone, Upper Meccano. You know, that's a perfect signing for him, replacing Boateng with him. Good. They've got Lucas Hernandez finally slotting back into centre back with Alaba going to Real Madrid. With Lewandowski aging, getting more injuries, do they pull the trigger on Haaland? Mm, Can they? I'd give it another 12 months, personally. Mm. I, I mean, he's only been at Dortmund for, for one year. Yeah. Um, it, as hard as it is to believe, given how class this first season for him has been. But I just would like to see one more year under his belt and, and yeah. then maybe take a punt on him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if he doesn't leave in the summer, Haaland, then, uh, yeah, I think Bayern might be the one next season. That's the way I see it. I think if he doesn't come to England this summer, he's just waiting for that one last season for Lewandowski and then he's taking his shoes there. Yeah. It's mental. Yeah. Like he's, he's scored 25 goals this season. Yeah, and and so was Andre Silva at Frankfurt. You know, he was a, he was labelled a flop at AC yeah. Milan. Twenty five yeah, goals, twenty five goals in most of the leagues in the world would make you top scorer, and they're eleven behind Lewandowski. Yeah, that's the mental thing that they're so far behind first. Yeah, it is honestly. Insane. Well, they've had they've had a bit of a, a bit of a flop Frankfurt recently, haven't they? Because Dortmund have closed that gap on them. Mm. Was it seven points? It's now down to one for that yeah. final Champions League spot. Yeah, I mean, that's a good resurgence for Dortmund. But yeah, it's all been in the hands of Frankfurt that just not not closing games off. The, the biggest surprise to me is Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg sat in third. Mm. It's fucking brilliant that. We've got to see what, like an old European powerhouse come back. That's huge, that. Really, really good. Obviously, I, I, I love the Bundesliga. I watch enough of it. But if anyone's watching, listening, that wants a better opinion... Uh, the Mad Sports Network and the Football Dugout are going to do a fantastic show tomorrow. The Bundesliga show. Find that on YouTube and Twitter. I'm not sure if they jump on Twitch as well. But 
Yeah, they, those boys know exactly what they're talking about with Bundesliga. I get most mm. of my information from them, to be fair. Just sponging off them now, like Chris is sponging oh. off them with the uh, the guard pass, which you can find on Thursday nights. I'm sure he's <laughs> going to have something to speak about with the uh, the UFC card over the weekend, which was, well, I don't know if you boys have seen it, but it was brutal. I saw that leg break. Yeah, <laughs> See, I've seen <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, and oh. the fact is, it shows his face. He doesn't even realise that he's broken it until he puts his no. weight on it. Oh, no. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. The foot, you see the full break and his face does not move once. No. And then he puts his foot down and says, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Mental. A absolutely grim. Right, boys, I think it's time. <laughs> We've all been waiting for this. We delayed it for 24 hours. <laughs> so you boys better have some good nominations. You know what? Under 18s, yeah. We're furloughing you. No, you just it's just not something you do. No. Just, no, not that just not that week. Here we go. Oh. Dickhead of the week. <laughs> Dickhead of the week. <laughs> it's just never ever gonna get old, is it? So this is the hallmark of the show. Dickhead of the week. There's been, I mean, compared to last week, it's actually been a relatively quiet week in football. You know, Super League came and gone. Perez has chatted shit all week saying that these clubs are still signed up and it's still going to happen. You know, I mean, we could give him dickhead of the year, as far as I'm concerned. Aren't there still three clubs in that? Yeah, I think is there is. Is it Madrid, Juve and someone else? You, I still, think, it's still technically think, in there. I don't think Barcelona have dropped out of it yet. No, yeah, Barcelona, that might be the other one, yeah. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, but they're, funny enough, they're the three that desperately need the cash. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Josh, you still with us, mate? No, I'm by that face, I'm guessing he's not. <laughs> I do not, do not know what happened then. I saw the dickhead of the week thing, and then I was just black for ages. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what did, what did I miss, boys? Did I miss anything important? Any just, talk, just talking about Perez being a bell end. Ah, right, okay. Because because he, he's probably like just said, I reckon nominating for decade of the year <laughs> for what he's so trying to pull off. Who's going first, then Danny? Because I'm rearing to go. I've actually put some effort into this. Oh, oh here well, we go. There we go. Fire away, then, mate. <laughs> so I sat there in work today on my lunch. Um, I was having a word with Gav on my on my team. Special mention to Gav because he's a good lad. And I was talking; he's a Liverpool fan. I was talking about the um, the Liverpool game, obviously, and what a farce the VAR decision against Callum Wilson was. So I would like to nominate VAR for one. I don't know who specifically was dealing with VAR that day. I did try and have a little look online, but for some reason they just don't want to tell you. Maybe because they're embarrassed for them. Um, but not only VAR, I also want to nominate Andre Mariner, who was refereed that day, um, for the reason that I mentioned earlier, and that is Andre Mariner has just bottled it there. He should have used his common sense. He should have used his power as referee on the pitch, and he should have known, you know, what was Callum Wilson able to do in that scenario in real time. Even when he looked back at the replay, you can see that he's quite obviously tried his very hardest to keep his arm by his side, 
to not handball. What is he, what is he supposed to do? It deflects off the goalkeeper and hits him in the arm. You know, that happened in, what, half a second? Yeah. I mean, I'm not because I'm an Evertonian, but I'm glad that there was some justice in the fact that Newcastle went on to get an equaliser because they deserved it and they were pressing. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, Liverpool absolutely pasted them for the majority of the game. I should have had more, but that's Liverpool's fault for not taking their chances. Um, so my first nomination of two, um, and my nominations are probably going to be very obvious, but first nominations are uh, a joint one, VAR and Andre Mariner um, for the handball. And then the second one is referee David Coote. Um, and that is quite obviously for sending off Fabian Balbuena um, for accidentally, in my opinion, dragging his foot down um, Ben Chilwell's leg. Um, once again, I don't understand what he was supposed to do there because in real time, that would have happened so fast. And it's quite obviously an accident. Uh, a booking at most, in my opinion, for, for unintentional clumsiness, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then, as we've mentioned, only to be backed up by a similar scenario, if not exactly the same, by Vladimir Kufal on Rudiger what was it, five five minutes later, four minutes later? Yeah, literally. And nothing happened with that one. So, like you said, Danny, no consistency. Uh, David Coote got the sending off wrong. So, two two referee nominations, basically, this week. Um, Andre Mariner, you're one of my dickheads of the week. And David Coote, you're the second one. Dickheads. I like it. D- David Coote is always the one as well. It's always him. Yeah. I think I think they need to just send him to the championship. No, leave him there. We don't need him. No. No. Great nominations. Uh Lee's was um because he just had to leave us there. Daniel Eck, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce his name, the Spotify owner, who <laughs> apparently has announced plans to take over Arsenal, but then on the same day increase the prices of family memberships. So Josh, that affects me and you clearly because yeah. we're on that family membership. So you know what? Shit Dick, dickhead. <laughs> Increase my membership. I'm leaving you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll, Not, really, I'll ju- <laughs> <laughs> Not, Not really, Danny. I'm still in with you, mate. Cheers, mate. Uh, I've, I've got a couple, as always. Uh, obviously, Florentino Perez. Stop spouting shit, mate. Like, the clubs have left your stupid Super League. No one's asked anymore. You failed. And Real Madrid is on its way into the shitter. You know, and it's a shame, like, for me, because I've, I've loved Real Madrid for as long as I can remember. You know, they are absolutely my Spanish team. But he is just turning, he's just turning it into shit. And it's it's very sad to see. Yeah. Um, I had a VAR referee one. I think it was the same as yours. You know, the red cards. Awful. Yeah, they were obvious choices for this week. Yeah. I've got two more. One's a fun one, and one is, like, a... You know, my prop one, my fun one is um, <laughs> Guerrero Kanga. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, him. He plays for the Gabon national team, used to play for Spartak Moscow, I believe, who put himself under a different name and a different age and is risking Gabon being excluded from the African Cup of Nations. Oh, that's almost similar to that. Was it that Napoli player that looked? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said he was so, twenty or something. So he put himself down um, as Kiaku Kiaku Kianga, born in 
<laughs> that, that's his actual name, born in 1985, and he called himself Gualu Kanga, who was 30. Why? Did they not keep <laughs> proper records of, of you know, like birth certificates? It's so simple, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone at this, it just have a passport, a surely. Yeah, how do you leave the country without some sort of like documentation of, of almost like a passport? Presumably they've got something similar, if not the same. Honestly, mate, What's I saw going it. On there? I saw it today and I was creasing. It was oh. so funny. But my real nomination, and this is like a collective nomination, is the Tottenham Hotspur players. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for that cup final. <laughs> for that cup final, because poor Ryan Mason, right, was thrown in at yeah. the literal deep end. He's managed one game of football before it. He set up that team, and I, like listen to the radio when they spoke about it perfectly, he set up that team with legs, with pace, and with energy. You know, playing Lucas instead of Bale, playing Winks and then and Dombele instead of Sissoko in the midfield. You know, yeah. they started with energy to press City, to go at them. And I saw that starting 11, I thought, you know what? They might cause an upset here. Yeah. And they just, they've let the manager down there completely. There was no was, energy in that first 15 oh, minutes, mate. There was no energy in the game. No, not from them, no. It was an awful, awful cup final. And it was just helped because they just sat back. And maybe that's because they've spent the last year and a half sitting back with Mourinho. I don't know. But I thought they had a real chance to prove themselves as a top English football team, a Super League nominated football team <laughs> and go out there and <laughs> i know um and j just not even win if you're gonna lose a cup final don't lose one nil because you put no effort in you've 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 sat there and you've sort of pressure i would rather them go out and lose four nil because they've been caught on the counter-attack because they're having a go yeah you know zach stefan in net must have fought fucking easiest cup final in my life this yeah before the game, you would have been thinking, God, like Son and Harry Kane, probably the most prolific striking pairing of the season. Yeah. Um, and th there was nothing from them. No. Kane's not, Kane's not fit again. No, they're just no. playing him and playing him on injuries, no. aren't they? Like, I mean, not bad for Brian Mason for playing him, but at the same time, if to, you, if, yeah, same, same argument when Pochettino played him in the Champions League final. If he's there and he's even somewhat fit, he's your best striker. Mourinho but, would have done the same. Of course, anyone would. Anyone yeah. would. But yeah, no, I just feel like the Spurs players just really, really let him down there. And I feel sorry for Ed Mason. And then Cheeky one is for Sky as well. Fuck off. Do you see that little comparison chart that they did? Oh, like, games, games managed. Like, what are you doing, lads? Like, are you someone that Sky probably thought that was well funny? Yeah, someone was laughing, weren't they? In the yeah. HQ, someone was giggling along with that. But yeah, that's were, fine anyway. They were poor, mate. You yeah. know, there was nothing from them. And I didn't realise that um, Harry Kane was now centre midfielder. He played so deep that he had no effect on the game. He, he couldn't run. I swear he walked to the full 90 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah, now I think he's... I think he's just said, I'm playing, personally. He probably did, mate. Yeah, he is he probably, yeah you're right. He might have got asked the question, look, how fit are you? We could we could maybe bring you on last twenty minutes or summer. Yeah, but he's just gone. Oh, it's right. a cup final. I'm playing. I'm starting. Yeah, and no one's had a say in it. Mm. That's my opinion on it. But um, he probably did the same for the Champions League final as well. Yeah, he's 
he's with Spurs, so they're not going to get to many cup finals, are they? But, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> more than us. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they, but yeah, I would have had the exact same uh, nomination. All and everything about Spurs from that week. One from Daniel Levy sacking Jose uh, six days before the cup final. No idea what that was about. You know, um, then that's to, money, that, mate. I've heard yeah. that that's money, that decision. Um, but then to obviously the, the shambolic display, um, they were they were they were really poor, really poor. Uh, no desire to win, didn't put a tackle in, you know, didn't even test the keeper, really. Two shots all game in a cup final. Mm. Poor. Why, why did you even turn up? You know what I mean? It's, the, the the first game where they what did they have eight thousand fans in there as well, yeah. and you put in a performance like that, un fucking believable. Honestly, they bottled it, you know. And Ryan Mason, I mean, he's not going to get the job. No, for he's next not. season, no. he's not going to get the job. We know that, but you know, so at least says. try at least try and get the team to actually sort of attack. Uh, you know, just something. Mm. You know, he's he's going to be there once. Actually, go out, you know, go out and give it a go. He, I think he did, you know. The players that he picked, I think he had full intentions for that team to at least have a go. And, like, they just didn't. Like, I think Jamie Carragher, like, was tweeting about it today when he was showing, like, there was no pressure on the team. And he was like, this isn't on the manager at this point. Like, that's for the players to drag themselves up mm. and do that. So, mm. I, I feel like, for me personally, anyway, I think he went out with that full intention thinking, you know what? If I win this, I might have a shot at the job. If I lose this, I'm gone anyway. And I just I just feel like he was let down completely. Yeah. I, I personally think that he could have won that cup final and got them a champion the, the last Champions League spot and he'd still not get that manager's position personally. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just don't think some... Yeah, well, I was just looking at the betting then. Um Eric Ten Hag, the um, the Ajax manager, is current favourite, followed oh, by good. followed by Maurizio Sarri. Sorry, which mm. that I, I can't see that going down well. He didn't no. do he didn't do anything in Chelsea. Brendan Rodgers is obviously up there, but he's he's categorically no. come out today and said he don't wants blame. nothing to do with it. And we've said we've said this all along, haven't we? That it's a step down. I don't yeah. care how big a stadium is; it's a step down at this point. Yeah. So when Nago's been gone, him yeah. gone, probably going to be. I like Eddie Howe. Shout like Lee said last week. I think Eddie Howe would be a, a great appointment for Spurs. Uh, unfortunately for Spurs, and if if any Spurs fans ever listen to this, um, they won't like me saying this, but I think they might be going back into a transitional period now. Yeah, and that'll be based on manager and whatever Harry Kane does. If they lose Kane. Can't see Son staying any longer if he doesn't have his partner up top either, and I just don't think that that squad's going to be or reach the heights that they've reached under Pochettino, Champions League final. And no. um, I just honestly think they're going to become slightly above mid-table Europa League club again. Yeah, I agree with that. Linger around there like they used to do. As we were talking about like Bayern Munich and stuff, and it popped into my head just as we've moved on, so it's a good time to bring it back. That's somewhere where I could see Hummel Song going. They oh, played yeah. a lot, of, played a lot of football in Germany. They're lacking yeah. a winger at the moment. Sane experiment just hasn't worked. No. Why not bring in someone 
who's going to be cheaper, who's got experience in Germany. That'd be a really good fit for me. Yeah, I mean, I I'd love Hummins on at United. I yeah. think he's a I think he's he's a brilliant player. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's a real but if we're going to get one of the two, it's only going to be one, and it will be Kane. And I just feel like we're going to, whoever buys Kane is going to be paying through the nose for him. Yeah, definitely. It's going to cost a lot to prize him away, but I th- we've spoken about it. Now's the time. Yeah, he has to. He if he's going to leave, because Daniel Levy's not going to want to sell him quite clearly. Because why yeah. would you? So he's going to have to force this transfer through. Yeah, this isn't a Ronaldo situation where it was where. You know, he agreed to one more season, then we'd let him go. He has to want to leave, and he's going to make it very clear that I am done with this football club. I've given you everything. Now it's time to let me go. Yeah, and I, it, I don't, and I don't know if Kane's got that in him. Obviously, I don't know him personally, but some players have that, and some players don't. He doesn't want his name dragging through the dirt, does he? He's no. that sort of guy because obviously, England captain. Um, He's got the records that he wants to obviously break, even though he won't outwardly express that he's he's got his mind on breaking them. But he, he's quite obvious that he wants to, isn't it? Yeah. Alan Shearer's record is definitely on his mind. If, if you're a striker in the Premier League, you sh- your one goal should be wanting to break Alan Shearer's record. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you're as close as Harry Kane is now. Yeah, and he'll want to break Rooney's record for England. Yeah. And if he, if he sort of tarnishes his reputation now by handing in a formal transfer request probably having it declined and then saying you know throwing his toys out of the pram and saying something like oh well i'm not going to play for the club ever again then yeah on the pitch or whatever if he goes through that route i don't think he's capable of it anyway he's not that sort of person but i just don't know how easy it's going to be for him to force daniel levy's hand on a transfer when we know we all know that daniel levy is one of the most frugal businessmen in football it's just not going to be easy for him it's going to take a massive offer to force his hand. And who's, who's really got the money for that post-COVID other than City? Yeah. Well, quite clearly, none of the Spanish clubs. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, going, so. Do you think he would have had anything in his contract at all? To say, you know, if, we're not quali- if we don't qualify for Champions League or whatever, I can leave potentially on, you know, for X amount. This, that, and the other. He, that, yeah, like a he's talking about. He's he's been he's there. You know, he's there. He's been their best player. You know, for for, for uh, you know quite a few seasons now. And you know, other than obviously Cherry's record, you know, he's going for. I mean, what else has he got really to to his name? You know, the best player, the best player in the team. If they if, if he weren't on that team, where would Tottenham be? You know, and with Son. Where would they be, you know, without them two? It's, you know, it's scary to think, you, um, you know, the, the goals and assists, they they contribute to that team. Um, but yeah. sh- surely if you were Harry Kane, you know, if, if there'd be something, I would have thought there's something in the contract maybe to say, look, oh, I want to be playing at the top, of, you know, top of the European football sort of ladder year in, year out. If, we, if we're not going to be making it, then see you later. Hmm. But I think I think it'll be an stupid. interesting summer. Interesting summer oh, on on that side of things. Be, this summer is going to be wild with both the Euros and transfers. It is, and especially Bayern Munich, as you said, um, Nagelsmann. It'll be interesting to see what he does taking the reins over Bayern Munich, and seeing how we can improve that team to do better than his predecessor. Yeah, it, it'll be very interesting to watch Bayern Munich's transfer 
you know, um, I can't think of the word. Policy. Policy. Yeah. Policy do it doings as well. Yeah. Transfer yeah. activity. Activity. That's it. Yeah. Um, Fuck it. Me and you are former English teachers, mate. That's poor from us. Mate, it's you know it's getting late and it's been a long day. There's not many brain cells working in this head anymore. Yeah, Sane out, Son in. I think that's a good transfer as far as I'm concerned for Bayern. Have a good shout, mate. Yeah, right. We'll leave that there, guys. Anyone got any final parting words before I spiel us out of here? I've got one. Yes. Dale, Dale hasn't announced the ticket of the week. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> um. Can you remember who they were, mate? Yeah. No. Um. What I'm gonna do, I'm not. I've had enough of nominating VAR and shit like that, and refereeing decisions. To be honest, we we bring them up week in, week out. So I'm gonna throw it out to Lee's suggestion, uh, Daniel Eck. Yeah. Um, it it appears or sounds like he's trying to do a good thing here in announcing plans to take over Arsenal with the help of uh, is it Thierry Henry? Yeah, it was Henry Vieira and um, I can't remember the third one. I can't is. remember the third. It was definitely three. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, increased prices of the family memberships on Spotify. So, what a bit of a dickish move. I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah, that, see, that, he's trying, he's that, trying to mask, mask that side of things with, oh, here's the good deed of the day. <laughs> yeah. Normally, with that dick of the week, like, it doesn't normally affect me. That affects me. Yeah. You're <laughs> a dick. That yeah. affects me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Daniel Eck, sorry, mate, but you're dickhead of the week. name dickhead of the week (laughs) yeah perfect well on that though then boys we shall call it an evening before everyone disappears off and rise off into the sunset cheeky little plug for myself i am joining the talk total football boys tomorrow evening for a great chat on the best premier league team outside of the top six now top six is a massive debate at the moment because Oh, trust the me. super six. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, the super six. Yeah, the, the elected six. Yeah, yeah. Trust me, I have a lot to say to that about that. Um, but yeah, that I'm recording that live on Wednesday. Should be going out on Thursday evening. So find them out on YouTube at Talk Total Footy and Twitter as well. So that's my plug. Chris's plug for the week. Guard pass on Mad Sports Network. That's what's network tomorrow evening as well for the Bundesliga show because they're going to have the the total lowdown on the Hansi Flick, Julian Nagelsmann movements, and also where does that leave Leipzig as well? Because yeah. they've closed, they've closed they the gap with all of this, and you know they are now managerless, so that's going to be very interesting to watch Mourinho. and listen. Mourinho, imagine, <laughs> yeah. imagine mm. that'd be phenomenal. In that case, then. Thank you very much for joining us, everyone, whether you listen for one minute or one hour, whether you're watching us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch. Follow us on our socials at WeAre4M1T and search us on YouTube for Max Bontoffi. And if you are listening on Spotify, please give us a follow, share with your friends. We are growing ever so slowly. We had a fantastic boom last week with the European Super League, and we really just want that to continue. No, we, we love doing this. We love coming on chatting about football and it's we're getting a lot of good feedback. So if you're ever listening, share us. Ready help write our names on a street somewhere. You know, we'll we'll get some stickers printed out so you can stick us all over your neighborhood. <laughs> but we don't promote vandalism. Anyway, <laughs> from myself, Danny, Josh, Dale. 
Chris in the comment section and Lee with his dead MacBook. We have been 4M1T. Thank you very much for joining us. And adios. Good night. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us. You can subscribe on Spotify, Anchor, Apple and Google Podcasts and all other major podcast stations. Also, you can find us on YouTube. Just search for Formax One Toffee. And please follow us on social media at We Are 4M1T.